three, two, one. You are now listening to the Heartbeat Show podcast. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, if you haven't noticed, texting and driving out there, it's pretty bad, right? Everywhere you go, you see people doing it. I see it all the time. You know, you're driving, you got oncoming traffic. You see every like second or third person looking at the phone, looking at their phone. So what happens if you get caught in Florida? Like what, are the, what, what can go down for you? And that's why I bought, brought my, bought, don't use the word bought. I brought my good buddy, Leland Garvin. Leland, how you doing, sir? I'm doing good, Tim. How are you? I'm doing good, buddy. Doing good. Leland, I I brought you on because this topic was kind of on my mind the other day. And you and I see each other every Thursday at our networking meeting, right? And I just wanted to kind of pick your brain and and learn a little bit about this, the texting and driving and kind of the penalties and what goes into it. So you, sir, can you just let everyone know what you do for a living and why I chose you to talk to about this? Yeah, I can do that. So thank you for the introduction, Tim. And it is good to see you virtually today, not at uh, our breakfast. (laughs) But uh, yeah, my name is Leland Garvin. I'm a personal injury lawyer here in Fort Myers, and uh, I work at Garvin Injury Law, where we handle injury cases, as you might imagine from the name. Um, Prior to that, I was a state prosecutor. Um, I worked doing criminal defense, and so I definitely have some experience around the texting and driving, or certainly everything from car crash to the criminal defense end of DUI, uh, even, you know, handled a couple uh, vehicle vehicular homicide cases that related to texting and driving. So uh, I'm able to talk to you about that for sure. Well, good. I, I knew you could. You're a good dude too. So that's a plus. Um, so what I, you know, I kind of opened up the intro talking about, like, it, it's almost become a hobby of mine, Leland, where like I'm driving, especially in like, you know, uh, two lane traffic, right? Like I, I just, I look over a lot, you know, to see who's heads down, who's not, you know, it's like every, it literally is like every third or fourth person. It, it feels like head down typing while they're going 50 miles an hour, you know, down the road. And so I know you kind of see the same thing and you, there's actually a lot of data behind, uh, you know, being a, a distracted driver, right? Would you like to talk about that for a second? Yeah, for sure. And, and we see it a lot these days where someone's been in a crash and they'll come in and tell me, hey, this guy hit me. I, I was looking back. I saw my mirror just before the impact, and he was on his phone or she was on her phone. Sometimes it's caught in the crash report. Um, but what we know, the reason why crashes occur after texting and driving is that you've got to take your eyes off the road. And I saw some uh, study that was talking about you take your eyes off the road, the amount of time it takes to you know type a short word, and you've traveled a couple football field lengths if you're going 50 or so miles an hour. But, um, you know, there's been multiple peer review studies. I saw one from the New England Journal of Medicine, and then the University of Utah did this big thing that said just talking on the phone distracts you or impairs you to the point that you're pretty much equal to somebody being right at 0.08, which, you know, Florida is a legal level impairment. And that's just talking on the phone. That's not having to think about a text, looking down, eyes off the road. So, you know, just diverting that attention. um, And that's what, you know, when they do roadside exercises for drunk or impaired people, it's those divided attention 
tasks that they're trying to get you to do that's harder when you're impaired or intoxicated. And so just dividing your attention that way, eyes off the road, it's it's a real, real problem. And this doesn't even talk about the computers now in the car, you yeah. know, your nav, your screen, who's calling, you know, Bluetooth um, or other devices that maybe your kids have in the car. It's I would a say God help you if you have kids in the car with you too. That's yeah. a distraction enough. Yeah. The old fashioned uh, distraction. It's... <laughs> Definitely. Well, so like, but what, so like with that, with the texting and driving, so like there's a couple of things I'm always curious with is one, I, I kind of understand like if uh, you got into a wreck or, you know, an some kind of accident, you know, if, if texting and driving is one thing, but I, I will talk about it in a second. Can a cop like visibly, like it, can you just get pulled over for texting and driving with no accident happening? You in can. Point? And that didn't used to always be the case, but this is something that Governor DeSantis had signed into law since he's been the governor and they called it the Florida ban while texting on driving law, which may be a bit redundant or excessive. Um, but there is. Uh, you now can be pulled over for, you know, as they say, manually typing or entering multiple letters, numbers, or symbols on a wireless communication device. Um, and then it says commonly known as texting, emailing, instant messaging. So you can just within the past few years be pulled over for that as a primary offense. For many years, they had it and it was not allowed, but it had to be a secondary offense where you had to be speeding, not using your turn, so doing something else in addition to this. And it, on a personal note, I was coming back from court in Ocala, uh, well, actually in Lakeland, and I got pulled over and I may or may not have been on my phone um, and I may or may not have been exceeding the speed limit. And the officer, you know, real slyly at that time under the old law asked me if, uh, oh, counselor, he could tell I had a, uh, my tie on, I think he could see from my driver's license information that I, I was prior law enforcement. But so, oh, counselor, were you happen to finishing up an old text or an email there? Yeah. Oh, no, no, I was not. officer. I, I was looking at my navigation. But uh, so that would have been the example of it being a secondary offense after a speeding ticket that, you know, I may or may not have gotten. Um, but nowadays you can be pulled over just for texting or, you know, whatever the, the, the law says there that we just talked about. But they have to they have to visibly see you and pull you over for it. And but you just get a ticket for that. Yeah, you can. You can just get it. You can get a ticket for that, and it lays out what the penalties are. But that's like the tip of the iceberg for this texting and driving stuff, as far as penalties go. Um, so I told you I was a prosecutor. I also did criminal defense uh, prior to just now doing only injury work. Um, but I had a client. This was out uh, towards LaBelle. They were driving texting crossed over the center line and killed a young lady it was a pretty tough case um i mean just tough in terms of the, the loss that was involved this young woman uh who had been killed so in this case uh, and actually it's jonathan martin i remember who was the prosecutor who i think you know locally is going to likely be our next senator here but uh at any rate um this kid, my client, was texting while he was driving, and he was going over the speed limit. This person died as a result of him crossing over the center line. He was charged with vehicular manslaughter for that. And, and the basis of it was that he was going over the speed limit, and he was on his phone. They got data from the car showing the speed, the lack of touching the brakes, 
and then it was his testimony that he was fishing for the phone that had fallen between the cracks so you know with that i think if it was just the speeding and not the texting um or looking for his phone he would have been talking about a 500 fine um and possibly losing his license even though there was a death but now he's looking at 15 years in prison because of that in the criminal sense right so that's in the criminal world that you know kind of results based if if really bad harm happens uh, injure on your phone or texting that that conduct can be considered reckless but in the civil world if you hurt somebody or you you rear end them and they got whiplash and next thing you know they've called a tv lawyer and they're in a big neck brace or whatever you name right. it um all types of things can happen in that regard that i'm happy to discuss if, if you want well you know it, it's it, it is pretty interesting and like you know you and i are talking about the criminal side of things or the civil right like you know that the example you gave and you know remove that part of it and just the safety you know not only did like that life get taken but also i mean your client could have died too you know ju just as you know and, and you know I, you don't achieve any any of this but like it's like man you're you could really hurt you're gonna hurt somebody you know like out, out there in some of these accidents so um you can and the other part of this so is why i thought it'd be interesting is you know i got a kid he's 15 you know he's gonna be 16 you know next year and texting and driving you know it, that's got to be a major concern for a lot of parents out there um you know that are having kids 16 17 18 years old that are starting to drive because i see it with grown adults that do it all the time i can't imagine you know what high schoolers are doing while they drive and so i just I don't know. It, it kind of is on my heart to put stuff like this out because you don't want these kids get one. You don't want them getting in trouble. You don't want them killing themselves or anyone else. Right. Um, so you gotta be careful with that. I do have a, a couple more questions though. So, yeah, I mean, that's like, a good point, Tim, is it relates to the, to that. I mean, as humans, we're pushed to be super efficient these days. And so, well, let me just send this one text. It's just yeah. one little text. Let me shoot something off for this email or for kids that, you know, the social pressure of, Oh, I got to like, or TikTok, you know, something real quick it'll only take a second well it's that second and look you know life is is over or you know which we can talk about a little later is the financial penalty if it's a civil situation but but go well, ahead yeah that de i definitely want to get into the penalties of it because that that's one of the questions i had down the other question was like is it um so the uh just here uh it's me i'm driving um i rear in somebody they get uh whiplash like how do they man i gotta be careful i guess asking this question i don't want to come off like i'm looking for a way to get around something you know but like how do they know i was on my phone if you know like is that like is it a, a tech thing where they grab your phone and they can run a search somehow they know or is it like my word versus somebody else's or does there have to be a witness there to see you how do they know that you're on your phone that's a great question and you know i think I know this might be broadcast or hosted on your site, but otherwise, if you were talking to a lawyer, your your questions or concerns would be confidential. So you'd be able to ask those. But um, I know your your fans may want to know. Folks may want to know the answer to that. Um, and so, um, one, an officer could see you. A witness could see you okay. on your phone. Um, next would be an admission. So oftentimes that's used. Well, we saw you. Just go ahead and admit. It's going to make it easier. You admit. Uh, another way what we've done in the past is we'll subpoena the records uh 
you know, during a deposition, for example, we'll get your carrier, uh, who your wireless carrier is, what your phone number is. We can get your data. That tells us a limited amount of information. If you really want to go into it, though, um, you need to probably file a lawsuit quickly or somehow get your hands on the other driver's phone, get it out to an expert, you know, to take a look at um, what they call ESI, but electronically stored info to show what the phone was doing. Because with the carriers, you know, let's say I send a subpoena to AT&T or Verizon, they're likely only going to show that data was pushed or received at that time. But that gets me closer, um, you know, to where I would be trying to get if I'm representing the person that, you know, that Tim rear ends. I mean, I wouldn't, not if it's you, Tim, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with the case. But, um, you know, if someone was on their phone, uh, we, we would you not represent me if that happened. No, I just, I'm saying I wouldn't sue you if you were the driver oh, who was doing oh, the oh, rear oh, ending. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. I may need you one day. Of course. Hey, so, but if, let, let's, let's do two different roles here. Just, just real quick. This is fun. This turned into fun for me. Um, if you have, so like, if it's me and let's just say, I know I hit somebody and I know I was on my phone. What I need to do would be the old advice of shut up and get your lawyer. Would you right. does that sound right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. So the first thing, you know, if you look at your insurance card, right, because all of a sudden you're going to be checking your insurance policy limits. Or you'll be calling Connie or someone to say, hey, am I insured for this? But the first thing you'd want to do is let your insurance carrier know, right, because you have a duty within your contract for insurance coverage to let them know that a crash has occurred and then once you get with someone, you know, through your insurance company, um, you you may want to make that known. You most certainly don't want to destroy evidence, toss the phone in the river, something like that, because the penalty in that regard could be even worse. Um, you know that you could have an inference drawn against you uh, that this stuff just disappeared, and and that's happened. You know, we're thinking, oh, we just, you know, I don't know, uh, and and oftentimes the penalties can be worse in that regard. I uh, bet it disappears. Okay, so then, all right, so there's that. So you so let your carrier know if you had a lawyer, you know, we'd look at your policy, see how bad was the harm, you know, was somebody dead? Was it whiplash? What are we talking about? Are you covered? Do you need an excess, an attorney to represent you personally, in addition to an attorney that the insurance carrier might provide? And then we could talk about how this would go, um, you know, once we got into that situation. Gotcha. So, okay, let, let's go to the other side. I'm at a red light, hanging out, and I see, I look at my rear mirror, I see someone coming in hot. And I noticed on their phone as they, you know, plow into the back end of my pickup truck. So what, what should I do in that situation? If I'm the one that got hit and I mean, I guess I, I noticed them on their phones, one thing, but what if I didn't notice them on their phone or, or didn't even see it happen? You know, maybe, maybe a little bit of guidance on if I'm in one of those two situations too. Yeah. Well, I think the first thing would be medical care, right? Because oftentimes we're in shock after a crash. And you're more concerned with, you know, the things around you, property damage, um, where your are your kids going to get picked up from school? Uh, you've got adrenaline flowing. And so what you probably want to do is get checked out medically if you think there's even a shot that something, you know, could be going on, right? To make sure that there's uh, nothing real bad, you know, that would cause you not to make it through the night. But even after that, just to have your medical situation documented, because right. what we're talking about. And what I would tell you for the next phase is maybe we need to get those you know, experts to uh, get that person's phone. Maybe we need to file a lawsuit very soon, send what I'd call a spoliation letter to them or their insurance company telling them we want that phone. 
we want that stuff. Do not touch it. Don't delete it. We're putting you on notice of that. But in order to really dig deep in there, we'd want to make sure that you're hurt, right? If you're not hurt and it's just a little thing that might resolve, it might not be worth it. Uh, right. Money hunting all this stuff down. If you're like, yeah, it kind of went away. Um, you know, so I think it really goes to how hurt are you? And we always want that early documentation because the insurance company's defenses to if Tim's hurt in a situation is, look, oh, it, it didn't happen in this crash. If it did, it resolved. Um, you know, it, it was just the aging process and he's just wanting to win the lawsuit lottery. You know, that's their defense, which sometimes works. Um, so we need to document early on that, you know, you had symptoms, for example. Gotcha. So medical care. And then from there, try to like, you have to plan it out if it needs to go further. Yeah. Yeah. And then you talk to somebody like myself, um, you know, and we could decide like, Hey, Tim's pretty, you know, he's hurt. We got to go get this stuff. So it makes sense to, you know, spend the $500 to file the, the pleadings, hire the experts, you know, immediately seize the phone, that kind of thing. Gotcha. So let's get in. Uh, what are some of the penalties that, that, that can happen with, when you get caught doing this? Well, you've got, I mean, just the ticket, you know, that would be the cost of the ticket, right? We've talked about if it's criminal and it's reckless driving, you know, versus a careless driving, which could be 15 years in prison, you know, if, if it's just, if someone was killed, God forbid. Um, but if you get down to a regular case in a civil world where the penalty is money, that's the only option in a civil court. Um, there's a few things. First is that you would be able to argue to a jury that if someone violated a statute, that's evidence of negligence. So the judge would tell the jury, hey, if you find that they were violating this texting while driving band, you can consider that you, the jury, can consider that in your case against the person who hits you. Uh, that's kind of one little part. Um, as to the texting itself, I mean, if you can get that in front of a jury, it's the type of things that could upset them, right? And have them, wait, this guy was texting. He wasn't even looking where he's going. That could have been me. And they, they're wanting to help you, you know, recover financially and medically and, and you name it. The level maybe way up above that is something called punitive damages, which courts have allowed. I mean, there's been a few cases here in Lee County. Call your other places where the person who caused the crash can be um, forced to pay punitive damages, damages to punish them, not just compensate you, but punish them for texting and driving, you know, usually combined with some other factors, if it's speeding and a few other things there. But that can mean that, you know, a jury is told, give them money uh, just for to deter this type of conduct. And most of that is not covered by insurance. And it also isn't dischargeable in bankruptcy. So you could have this really? judgment sitting against you. And, you know, you, Tim was only hurt a little bit, but this person got a whopper of a verdict against them that stuck with them for life um, for punitive damages. Jeez, gotcha. Dude, and then you, brought up, Tim, you brought up kids, which was interesting. You know, if your kids are driving, um, you know, that's definitely a situation where you want to make sure you're insured and covered. Because if you're the vehicle owner or you've signed your, you know, 16-year-old's driver's license paperwork, you could be on the hook for this, where they're going after mom and dad for this. Right. So. Yeah. I have to disown my kid quick, you know, just. <laughs> um, dude, good information, man. Do you have anything else you want to add? 
Not really. I mean, it's, you know, it, it's definitely the type of thing that it's, you know, I, I think I saw your Facebook post that you may have texted and drove once. Um, oh, you know, the joke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there could joke. have been a time I, I had sent a text possibly, you know, when yeah. I, I shouldn't have been. But, you know, sometimes it's that but for the grace of God go I. But it is so dangerous with all the technology that we've gotten just looking down and um, you know, you take your eyes off the road and, and all of a sudden you're a upstanding more, you know, the most reputable mortgage broker in our area. And you sent an email because you're on top of it with your clients and they need to hear from you and yeah. you, you want to get this deal done. And next thing you know, boom, you know, you're facing this massive problem. And so, yeah, Listen, dude, I mean, anyone watching this, like you're an adult, you're driving, like, especially if you're in business or something you've looked at your phone. I mean, you know, like we, we've all done it, you know? So it just some that we, everyone is to be aware of. And just, I, you know, me too. You well, know, these things get, suck us in too. You know, you've seen like that social network documentary where, you know, God forbid you get on some kind of social media and it's going to get you scrolling. And next thing you know, you're miles from where you started. Yeah. Hey, listen, they're all, they're all in the attention business and their job is to keep your attention onto that platform that right, yeah phone. not where it needs to be <laughs> yeah <laughs> you need to be in the pay attention business so hey dude how can they get in touch with you if they want um you know more about because you do more than just this i mean you got listen shout out to leland i uh known him for years now uh we're in a networking group together every week this guy brings some kind of great information to our group he's a great guy he's very honest he'll be a, a huge help to you uh, and whatever problem you have going on that he can help with, I 100% am confident in referring Leland. And so Leland, if they need you, how do they get in touch with you, buddy? Well, first of all, I really do appreciate that, Tim. Yeah, I meant it. Um, as far as me, I mean, I'm talking to you now. Our office is right across from the Edison Mall here on 41. Um, Garvin Injury Law is the name of it. We've got a website, garvinlegal.com. Uh, phone number is 239-277-00. Zero five. You can shoot me an email, lgarvin at Garvin Legal. But I'm definitely, uh, I'd like to think I'm approachable, and we yep. can talk this. I'm, I'm not going to judge you to. Oh my gosh, you did what? Um, you know, because my job, I, I had put on my business card, attorney and counselor at law, because I do think that oftentimes I'm, I'm counseling people, um, you know, more than I am attorneying or, you know, the other stuff. So um, yeah. I'd love to hear from anyone that has questions uh, and. I'm waiting for the call. Cool, man. You're a great guy. He'll help you out a lot. Hey, speaking of uh, other things, I do mortgages for a living. So if you're looking to buy a home uh, in Florida, I'm actually licensed in a bunch of different states. I'm going to talk about Florida right now. If you're looking to buy a home in Florida, look me up. I'd be happy to help. we got a lot of different programs. Refinance, cash out refinance, pay off debt uh, with using your home. Happy to help that. My office number is 239. 437-4278, websites, timhartjr.com. Reach out anytime. We're happy to help. Always here to serve. Leland, thank you, man, for being with us. Appreciate it, man. Very good. Thank you, Tim. And yeah, anyone calling you would definitely be in good hands. I mean, I've seen you, you know, every consistently for the last few years showing up with uh, not only lists of referrals, people that are you're sending out, but people that people in our group has sent to you that they've been happy with it. I know you do that, uh, you know, thing where you keep everyone in the loop. Tuesdays um, with Tim, man. Tuesdays. Tuesdays with Tim. Yeah, you're on it. <laughs> what a love fest. All right, yeah. you guys. Thanks for saying that, Leland. I appreciate it. Hey, everyone, have a great day. Take care. Thanks, Leland. All right. Thank you, Tim.
everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Heartbeat Show podcast.